What's going on, folks? Hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin here. What another millionaire midnight rant, folks. How are you? You doing well? And listen, if you're listening to the podcast right now, I want you to know something. That I go live every night, almost every night, when I'm not working, right? Um, and if you ever want to join the rant here live with me, just go to my Instagram account, Wesley, Million Dollar Virgin here. And about 10 to 12 o'clock, I go live. Tonight, I'm going live a little bit earlier for you, right? To give you the opportunity to ask questions here. And tonight, we're going to talk about hard work, okay? And I'm going to let the secret out of the box here about hard work is for the poor, not for the rich. And I'm going to explain it because I know for years, you've heard that you got to work hard. You got to work hard for what you want. You got to work hard for money. You want that view right there? Well, you got to work hard for it. Let me tell you, they lie, and I'm going to explain it to you. If you allow me to pour into you tonight, I want you to have an open mind here because I'm going to share something that you've never heard before. Trust me, ever. And what what you're going to hear is going to allow you to achieve your dreams and goals a bit faster than most people. Understand something. You know, 97% of people, if not more, are poor or average people, okay? And about 2 to 1% are wealthy, people that can do what they want to do. And I want you to be on that side of the fence. And to do that, you got to be educated here, okay? And listen, if you don't know who I am, I'm Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin here. I'm a young black kid from Houston, Texas, and I was born in the outhouse, but now I'm in the penthouse. I'm living my best life. I'm currently worth over $40 million. I have several digital marketing companies online. I have a outstanding, gorgeous real estate portfolio as well. And I have three lovely children and I'm living my best life. I'm telling you, man, Oh, life is good. And I'm using this platform on this podcast here at the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast to educate you. Okay. I'm not here to motivate you. I'm not here to inspire you. I'm here to educate you. Because inspiration and motivation is short-lived, okay? Honestly. And I applaud all the people online and all the people out there on the planet that are trying to motivate people. But I think people in today's time, they need to be educated here. Because you're going to motivate a person that's an idiot and you just have a motivated idiot. You can motivate a person that's a dummy, not too smart. And they just a motivated dummy. Listen, in this generation, if you want wealth... If you want to be rich and successful, you must be educated, okay? Does it make sense? You have to be educated. It means there's knowledge or information that has to be organized in a certain way in your mind to allow you to have what you want. Because many of you, unfortunately, you're working hard, you're sacrificing, you believe that you're doing what you're supposed to do, but you're still not getting the result. And that's just because the lack of education or the lack of consistency, the lack of discipline. There's many reasons why you're not where you need to be. But tonight, I'm going to talk about hard work. And I'm going to talk about how it's a fallacy, is a myth. And the only people that's working hard are the poor and average people. But I'm going to prove it to you here. So before I get started here, thank you for the like. Can you hit the love button like that? Hit that love. Hit that love button. Hit that like button as well. And thank you for sharing this out. On different other platforms as well. I do appreciate that. That's the currency. I don't ask for money on this. This is mentorship. And um, I'm a very expensive person to hire. Just to let you know that. So 
I, I, I do this because I love you and I want to give everybody, I want to give everyone that wants the opportunity to be successful or to be on this side of the fence here, the opportunity to do that. So go ahead and comment your names here below. Hey, bossy babe. How are you, Josh? Comment your names below. Let me give you a shout out here. Mariana, how are you? Take notes, okay? Kim C. Legacy. My only requirement is that you take notes, okay? Please take notes. Don't be silly. Don't be an idiot, right? Idiots don't take notes, okay? Idiots, they, idiots, they think they know everything, right? And they say, oh, I know this already. I've heard this before. Listen, take notes. Trust me, okay? Hey, Travis. Hey, Aver, how are you? Hey, King. Hey, Hazel. Hey, Bridget, how are you? Bridget, Jeer, the billionaire. What's going on, Jeer? William P. Bernita from Houston, Texas. Oh, you from Houston? I'm from Houston, too. That's Houston right there, folks. Houston, Texas. Let's go! H-Time! Let's go! Hello. Uh, Rock, hey, Brittany. Brittany, do you have something to write with? Comment below if you have something to write with. I want to make sure everybody is taking notes here. And listen, if this is a rant, which means very unfiltered, I'm very transparent. I will use colorful language, right? So if you're an overly sensitive person, and if you just can't take it, I may say something to you that may hurt your feelings. But if you can't take it, then I would advise you to leave the fucking rant. Leave and go to sleep. Get ready to go to work tomorrow morning because you're going to be there for a very long time. Okay? Understand this. My intention is to help. But my intention is not to be disingenuous. I'm not here to sell anything. So I'm going to be very straight. I'm going to be very direct and very blunt. And some of you got it and some of you don't got it. It is what it is as it relates to making a ton of money and being successful. Like everybody obviously don't got it, right? Some of you don't got it. And some of you want to have it. And that's why I'm here to educate you so you will. Okay. Hey, Queen, Shante, William P. Pen and paper ready. I like that. Pen in hand. I like that. Come with the word pen in hand if you got that available here. Amanda, how are you? Jordy, what's going on? Soul Bloom from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm getting ready to get a penthouse in Atlanta, folks. <laughs> Secret out of the box. I wasn't going to share that, but yep, I'm getting ready to get a penthouse in ATL. Buckhead. Who's in Buckhead? Buckhead. Okay, hey, Whitney, Jamie, how are you? Um, we have M. Bailey from South Africa. How are you? Okay, so bloom here, pen in hand. I like that pen in hand. Let's go. And another thing, folks, let me share something with you here. It's important that you listen to this actively. Okay? And I get it. I know some of you right now are so passive. You're laying on your back right now. Right? You're in your bed. Some of you women got a bunnet on your head. Some of you men just laying lounged on the couch. Somebody smoking weed right now. Somebody drinking something. Listen, throw the weed away. Get rid of the cigarettes, get rid of the drugs, get rid of the alcohol, turn the lights on and listen actively, right? Passive people are people that listen passively. Well, they have a passive life. Does that make sense? Which means they have to wait on things to happen in their lives before they have the opportunity to do anything. Like you have to wait for the paycheck. You got to wait for vacation. You got to wait until you save up enough money to take a vacation. You got to say, 
So listen, I'm not in a waiting process. Passive people, they're always going to wait. You have to wait in, in the line to go to the club. You have to wait all the time. I don't wait for anything because I'm an active listener. So whenever I'm listening to anybody that makes more money than me, I am actively up. Lights on and I have my pen and paper out and I'm writing down what's necessary here. Okay. So let's talk about hard work. Um, hard work. Let me tell you something. You know, in my 20s, I thought that hard work actually, when I was a teenager, I thought that hard work was the name of the game. And let me tell you why, because my parents told me that if I would work hard, let me know if you have parents like me. They said, if you work hard, if you work hard, you'll get what you want out of life. Okay. Work hard, get a good job, work hard, work hard for what you want. Right. Parents told me that. Even YouTube, you go on YouTube right now, work hard, man. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. And let me tell you something here, okay? Work is necessary. But hard work, in my opinion, is optional. What you have to understand something, you know, what tends to happen with people um, from generation to generation, we tend to repeat the generation of the past. Now, listen, Maybe 100 years ago, people had to work hard. Maybe so. Because of the lack of knowledge, because of the lack of access, the lack of information, and the lack of availability to that information. But now we live in a new world, man. Let me tell you something here. That in my opinion, hard work are for the poor and average. Because, listen, some of you might say, well, watch this. How many of you think that you can make $100 a week? $100 in one week. Many of you say, oh, I can do that. Okay, I can make 100 bucks a week. And what if I say, well, how many of you can make $500 in one week? I don't care how you make it, but how many of you think, I believe you can do that? Many of you have been saying, okay, I can make 500 bucks in a week. Well, how many of you can make $1,000 in one week? Comment below. I'm curious. $1,000 in the next seven days. Some of you were saying, okay. But how many of you can make $10,000 in one week? You're going to get less people. They say, well, mm, 10000 I don't, man, I don't know. I mean, I think I can, but I, I don't, I'm not so sure. And what if I say 100,000 in one week? And I want you to realize something. You notice as the number gets larger, then the doubt <laughs> starts to increase as well. And some of you believe that you have to work harder if you want to make $100,000 a week as it relates to making $10 a week. And that what I want you to understand, it's the same amount of work. Somebody right now is making a, not even 10000 a week. Somebody's making a million dollars an hour right now. Okay? Somebody on the planet right now is making $1 million every single hour doing nothing at all. Do you believe that? I mean, it's many people we can talk about right now. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. I mean, they probably make more. But it's many people. Started making $10,000 a week, doing nothing. 10000 a day, doing nothing. As a matter of fact, yesterday, my revenue, I brought in $56,000 yesterday, doing nothing. What it means, everything that was done to make the $56,000, it was nothing that I did that day because I'm working on new projects. The new projects, they're making no money right now, obviously, right? But 
this is just stuff that I did before. It's like passive. It's just coming in. Okay? Listen, what I want you to understand is this. Now, this is what I want you to write down. That in today's time, this generation, this is 2022 right now, that hard work is not the name of the game to become wealthy. And you have to divorce this notion that you have to work hard because a lot of you are doing it. And I get it. You know, you're out there grinding. You know, because I see the... I see people's pages, right? I see their Instagram stories. Working hard, grinding, grinding hard, working hard, man. Look at me. I'm working hard. Look at look how hard I'm working, Wes. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you don't get it. Like hard work is definitely not the answer to be successful. It's many people that's working hard. I know people that's working 10, 20 hours a day right now. And they're making not even $2,500 a month. Hello? People working hard on the streets, okay? <clears throat> they're laying the cement, laying the concrete. They're not making any money. I make what they're making. I make it in a the day. They're making 50000 a year. I make it in a day. And I'm, 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 and I'm in my bed comfortable. You know, you, can, you, can you hear me? You hear me rustling under my weighted blanket right now? I'm just relaxed looking at my view here. Just had a nice meal. Just had a nice little facial that I gave myself as well. You know, just just feeling good. So, what's the disparity, Wes? What's the difference? What's the distinction? Why is hard work a thing of the past? But before, but before we do that, we have to define what do we mean by hard work, okay? Now, listen here. We have to define what do we mean by hard work. Let me ask you guys the question here. Let's be interactive here tonight. Is that cool? All right, we're all friends here. I want you to comment below. And when you think about hard work, what is the first thing that comes in your mind when you say something is hard? You know, think about a college student. They go to college and they're like, man, this is a hard class. It's hard. It's hard, man. I don't, I don't know how to do this. This is just hard. It doesn't make sense. Right? Or maybe you start a new business. Man, this is hard. Why is this so hard, Wes? I want your life, Wes. I hear this all the time. Wes, I just want your life. <laughs> you want my life? Hello. I'm like, hello, I baby. Hold on, relax. I like my life. You need to get your own life. Because <laughs> they see me what I drive and you know what I do and just by by just how I am, right? I'm a fascinating individual. And they're like, I want your life. Listen, comment below. And I want you to comment below. When you say something is hard, it could be your business, it could be school, it could be college, it could be relationships. Some people, man, relationships are hard. Man, marriage is hard. People are hard. What are we really saying? Okay. Because if you don't understand what that means, you're going to be stuck in the cycle of hard work of never achieving your dreams, never hitting your goals, and you're going to find yourself still with the masses, you know, lost in the matrix. Okay, the cow pasture of life, where everybody is at the bottom. Listen, let me give you my definition here. Listen, whenever we say something is hard, see, it took me a very long time to learn this. And when I learned this, man, my life got good. And not only did I get rich, it's just I just saw the world very differently, right? I just I had a different perception of the world, different view. When we use the word hard work, what we're saying is that. It is something that we don't know how to do. 
Make sense? It's just something that we don't know how to do. And the more we do the thing and don't get the result, we label that as hard work. But think about it for a second, you know. Think about a business. <clears throat> and you started a business for the first time, right? Maybe you saw one of my videos online on my YouTube channel. And, you know, I have about a thousand ways to make money online on YouTube right now. I got about 600,000 subscribers, right? And in those videos, I just show you how to make money in so many different ways. And you may watch the video. You may say, you know, I'm going to watch Wesley Virgin. Let me see one of his videos here because I need some money. I need some side cash. I need money. I need money. And you watch one of those videos for eight minutes, 10 minutes. And you attempt to do exactly what you saw in the video. Okay. Step by step. Right? Step by step. You say, well, I'm going to do exactly what Wesley did in the video here. And you do it. And the next day, no money. You're like, hmm. I'm not making any money. So you do it again. Then the next day, no money. And you repeat the process again. You say, well, maybe I need to watch the video again. So you watch it again. You watch it again. Okay, okay. I miss a few things. So let me do this, do this. And you do it again. You watch the same video, same course, and no money. Now, you say, man, this is hard. But let me tell you what people typically do. And this is why you get lost And this is why it's so hard for many of you to evolve or to mature um, to wealth. It's because you start to blame games. So you have person number one. They start to blame. Who do they blame? They blame Wesley Virgin. They blame the mentor. They blame the person that created the course. They blame the mom. They blame the professor. You know, college students, they blame the teachers. Man, the teacher's not teaching right. I don't get it. They're not teaching the stuff right. Well, Wesley, he's not explaining Exactly what I need to do. That's why I'm failing. I don't get it. It's them. They're the problem. They're stupid. It's number one. <laughs> right? Because it's easy to blame others, right? You know, you blame them. You blame the teacher, professor, the mentor, the course creator, right? You blame all these people. Okay? That's the first person when things get hard. Okay? Then person number two. They're not, um, they think they know everything, okay? What I mean, I mean, they just think they know. They say, well, I already read that book. Well, my mindset is fine. You know, I just need to know how to make money. I mean, I'm meditating, yeah, and my mind is right, Wes. I have, my belief system is flawless, okay? I, I need to know how to make money. See, person number two just think they know everything. They do. And that's the ego, by the way, because the ego is like, I have one too, obviously, right? You just think you know everything. Everything. Oh, I know this. I know this. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. I need help with this. No, I already know how to do that. But I need help on this. No, no, no. You don't understand what I'm trying to say here. No, no, no. I need. That's person number two. Right? Because when they're going through the process, they're not getting the result. They think they know what they're missing. They think they know what they need. Right? So when you try to teach them, you know, when you try to coach them, well, they'll tell you, no, 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 I know this. I don't need, no, no, let's skip that. Skip the basics, man. I know the basics. I need to know the advanced stuff. Right? It's like a person that wants to learn how to learn karate, 
And you may go to the karate teacher and you may say, let me teach you how to punch. He said, okay, cool. So on Monday, you punch. One punch every single time. Then on Tuesday, he said, okay, you ready to punch? He's like, again? He said, yeah, okay. He punches again. Then on Wednesday, he said, you ready to punch? Punch! Man, didn't we do that Monday and Tuesday? Absolutely. Well, why are we doing it again? Because I asked you to. Well, I want to learn a kick, man. I want to learn something else. Like, I'm tired of doing the same punch. I want to know how to do a round kick. I want to know how to touch someone and they die. I want to know what's the touch of death, right? I want to know how to hit somebody and they juggle a vein and they just go to the ground immediately. Teach me that. Ooh, that that's you. I read that book, Wes. Think and Grow Rich. No, I'm not reading that book again. No, I mean, Wesley, I understand that my inner world creates my outer world. Okay, great. I understand I have unconscious thoughts and I need to work on my, I know that, but I need to know how to make money. (laughs) That's you. Does that make sense? That's you. Right? And you're lost. What I want you to understand is the work is not hard. Okay? That's the secret. Of rich people. Okay, even if they say it's hard work, but it's not. It's just work. But it doesn't have to be hard. It's only hard because you have this perception that you don't know the answer. Think about it. Anything that you're doing in your life, anything that you want, we may call that a problem, right? It's like problem solving, right? Some of us have financial problems. Some of you have health problems, uh, uh, relationship problems, but it's a problem, right? And every problem has a solution. And many of you are trying to find a solution. If you're listening to this rant right now, you're looking for the financial solution, correct? You're looking at, well, how can I quit my job so I can travel around the world and buy whatever I want to buy? You know, I want to do what I want to do as well, just like you, Wesley. I don't want an alarm clock. I want that view too. Yeah, I want a $10,000 bed that vibrates and reclines. Absolutely. I want a weighted blanket on my body too. Yes. I want to be able to say, hey, Ziggy, turn my lights on. And I want my lights to turn on just like that. Hey, Ziggy, turn the percentage of lights to 100%. Like, I want my lights to do that too, Wesley. I want to have a Sacha wallpaper on my walls like you, Wes. Ziggy, turn my lights off. Does that make sense? But what you don't realize that it's not about hard work. Okay? Because what you call hard is just your inability to find the answer. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to discover the answer. And when we start to label hard work as hard work, it's highly likely that you're going to quit. Does that make sense? Because let me ask you another question. How many of you love hard work? I mean, love it with the passion. I get it. I know some of you going to be like, oh, I love hard work, I guess. You love the hard work that you like. And I wouldn't call that hard work. But how many of you just adore hard work? How many of you like working at your job? Like, it's hard, right? How many of you love the hard work that you do at your job? Nobody loves that. Nobody enjoys that process. Okay. Hard work is either things that we don't want to do or it's because we haven't found the solution. Okay. 
But rich people, and this is what I had to learn in my later 20s, I had to change my perception of what it was called hard work. I had to change my perception of it. I realized that it wasn't really hard. Like to See, a lot of you think that hard work is thinking. Oof. Let's get deeper. Can we go deep down inside of it? Listen, which, listen, hard work to you is thinking. Like you ever met a person and they were thinking hard? You're like, man, man, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm stressed out because you have to think hard. Like you have to think more, right? You got to think a little bit deeper and then you got to be creative, Okay, And guess what? We haven't been trained to think. See, many of you thinking is hard for you. That's why you get frustrated, overwhelmed, stressed out. You might say, I got all these things I got to do. It's just too much to think about. I don't want to think about all this stuff. How many of you have ever said that? Be honest. Because you've never been taught how to think. And you've never been, you've never been thinking before. Let me prove it to you. I'm going to prove to all of you right now that you have not been trained to think and you are not encouraged to think. When you go to school, okay, I know some of you, it's kind of hard to remember back going to school, but in school, did you have to think that much? Because usually, like in America, when the teacher would teach you a subject and you took a test, was it multiple choice? Yes or yes, Absolutely. When the teacher told you, hey, this answer is B, and that answer for that question is C. What I'm saying is, in school, we were not invited to think critically, like deeply. We were taught to think on a very surface level. So when you become an adult, and you got to think a little bit deeply, say if you go to college, say if you want to start a business and be successful, now... You have to think below the surface. Because surface level thinking is for people who have jobs. Let me ask you a question. How much training and how much thinking power do you need to work at McDonald's? Huh? Like how much thinking power is necessary for you to be a teller at the bank account, at the bank? Like how much thinking it's needed. How much thinking is needed if you valet cars or wash cars or work as an office clerk or walk in the, work in the collections department here? A waitress. Or wait, like, how much thinking is necessary? Think about it. Not a lot. It's a surface level thinking. It's basic thinking. But think about the thoughts that you must think about if you want to create an electric car when it doesn't exist. Think about what type of thinking that you must do when you want to create the first phone, cell phone, when before every phone was connected to a wall. Make sense? Like, think about the type of thinking that even though you was raised in poverty, destitution, right? You were raised average. But now you have to have a th- have different thinking 
because now you want to be wealthy. You want to be rich. You want to be a multimillionaire. It's a different type of thinking. Make sense? The people in the hood in the ghetto, they think very differently than the people that are in the gated communities or in the suburban area. Very different thinking. Does that make sense? Okay. You've never been taught to think. Okay. You've never been taught to think deeply. See, everybody, if I say, let me ask you guys a question. Let me see how smart you are tonight. Hey, what's two plus two? Comment below. Does anybody know what's two plus plus two? Come on. What's two plus two? What's two times three? What's two times four? Do you know the answer? What's six times six? That's an easy one. Does anybody know what six times six is? Okay. What's 66 times 36? Mm. Mm. You're not so quick, are you? Did you notice that you got to think? You're like, oh, what is 66 times 36? Mm. Mm. What is that? Yeah, six times six carry to one, six times three, six times six, 36, three, blah, blah, blah. it's going to take you some time. But how about this? What's 636,000 times 432,542. Some of you are not even going to, you're going to be like, man, I ain't, man, I'm not even doing that. Why well, give me a calculator? Because, <laughs> exactly. See, the person that goes get the calculator, oh, that's a smart person. That's the rich person. Right? What I'm sharing with you is many of you are using very obsolescent ways to become rich and wealthy. Okay? You're still thinking because your grandmother, your granddaddy, your mom and dad tell you to work hard, work hard, work hard, to be rich. That's a lie. The majority of people that work hard on the planet are poor and average. The people who are rich, they're not working hard. They're working, but not working hard. Okay? Because they understand that the process of learning something, learning something new, repetition is required. So it just work. Which means is they don't get frustrated. They don't get irritated because they didn't get the result. It doesn't matter if they did it a hundred or a thousand times. They understand that's just the learning process of anything. Anything that you want to do and you want to be a master at it, you're going to go through the thing thousands and thousands and thousands of times. We understand that very logically. And we have a bit of what is called emotional intelligence. So we don't act out. We don't get irritated and frustrated and start bitching at people and blaming people and cussing people out because we're not getting the result and crying and bitching like a baby. We don't do that because we understand this is something new and it's just going to take us some time to understand it because we want to be a master. We just don't want to be a person. Listen, you got two type of drivers. You have a driver that can drive a car. You have a driver that can drive a race car. A person that can drive a car cannot drive a race car. Does that make sense? A person that can drive a race car can drive any car how he wants. That's the difference. But the race car driver gets paid millions of dollars. The driver gets paid nothing because he's just a driver of a car. Make sense? But to become a race car driver, he has to drive more than the current guy that's just driving to work every day. You with me here? <clears throat> I mean, they're both still drivers. But one is a master and one is not. 
which means one get pays millions of dollars, one do not. You have a doctor. You have a general practitioner doctor, okay? General doctor, get pays a certain amount of money. Then you have what is called a surgeon who is very specific on what he or she does. Who gets paid more? The surgeon. Why? Because he has what is called specialized knowledge. He's a master. Are you with me here? See, the key is mastery. It's not about working hard. It's about understanding the work. See, listen, you know what I learned? And I learned this in my later 20s. Is when I would just calm down and be patient and relax and just go through the work. I just do the work. Feel no way about it. And if I was going to feel the way about the work that I was currently doing, I was going to be grateful and I was going to be excited, which I had to train myself to be that way. Because before I would just like the masters. I would get upset. I would get mad. I would feel down. I would feel disappointed. I was an emotional wreck, like some of you. Many of you are an emotional wreck when it comes to you achieving anything in your life. Oh, I don't know what to do. Well, maybe I need to be more consistent. If only if I could be more motivated, right? And you are a mess. You are a wreck mentally. Well, listen, when I realized that work was not, hard work was not necessary for me to achieve my goals and dreams. I stopped working hard and I just began to work peacefully. I started to say, you know what, this is easy work because it's just the activity. See, the reason why Tiger Woods is so, <laughs> he does so well, because he swings the golf club more than most people, okay? That's it. Like the more he swings the golf club, the more he gets to train and swing the golf club here, the more he trains and develops his skill, which is to work, he gets better. It only becomes hard work when he's emotionally disturbed. If he's getting pissed off because he missed the shot, if he's getting upset because he didn't hit the ball in the hole at the time he was supposed to hit it, maybe he didn't win a trophy, he didn't win the Masters, maybe he thought he trained for two years and then he lost. Like if you if you are an emotional wreck while you're going through the process of, of obtaining a goal or a dream, you're never going to achieve it. Okay? You're never going to achieve it. I'm here to tell you. If you honestly believe, now some people, they do. They, they work hard and they make a ton of money, but they look like it. See, I don't want to look like I work hard. You know, just face look all weird and funny, skin look bad, you know, bags on your eyes. You just look old because you look like you just work. You got no sleep. You just look like you just work. You just look tired. It's a lot of rich people are like this. So, okay. But what I want you to understand here, this is a new era, man. You don't have to work hard. The work that needs to be done is necessary. And the more activity as you go through the process, you will eventually master that skill, period. The activity. If you would just focus on the daily activity. You know, people, they always ask me, how, did you, how do you do it? How do you do it, Wesley? Listen, I'm not even that smart. I'm, you know, I'm not smart. I'm not academia smart. I didn't go to college. I dropped out of college. It has nothing to do with my smart or my intellect. It's just I chose the activity and I decided to do it thousands, if not tens, or hundreds of thousands of times. That's it. It's like speaking on this rant right now. Right. I'm just speaking every single night, speaking every single night to you, persuading you to listen to me deeply here. Like if I continue to do that by default, I would just get better. Does that make sense? 
because that's what I'm doing repeatedly. Some of you repeatedly are lazy. That's why you're, it's easy for you to be lazy. And that's why it's very difficult for, for you to find your way out of laziness. Some of you just uh, habitually procrastinate because you've done it so many times. Some of you just have so much negative self-talk. You always down yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm not good enough. Maybe it's not for me. I'm just not smart enough. Like, that's, you're a professional. You, you have mastered that skill. Mastery. Some of you have mastered the skill of poverty. You have mastered the skill of averageness. Because you keep talking about it. Oh, I'm so broke. I don't have any money. Why can't I figure this out? Why? Why? I, I hate this job. I need to leave this job, but I need this job. I can't leave right now. Like, do you not understand that is mastery? You're mastering that conversation. You're mastering that inner dialogue. And now you have what is called momentum. I know what you're thinking. This is gold. Listen, now you have momentum. And momentum is, is when you're going in a certain direction and you can't stop. That's why some of you are like, man, I don't know why I can't get this. I don't know why I can't change. I don't know why I can't be focused. I don't know why. Because you have so much momentum and you're going in a direction and you feel that you can't stop. But I'm here to tell you that you can't stop. You may say, man, it's hard work to break a habit, Wesley. It's hard work to stop doing this. It's hard work to stop smoking. It's hard work to stop drinking alcohol. It's hard work to stop fornicating and having sex. It's just hard to do that. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's very simple. But you've been sold a dream that is hard. Because somebody on the planet understood that, well, if you tell people that it's hard, then they won't be encouraged to do it. I say if everybody that was rich and say, you know, rich is getting easy, man. It's easy to get rich. It's easy. Simple. Simple. It's easy to get rich. Anybody can get rich. It's easy. It's easy. Easy. Like, say if no one would ever say it was hard, even millionaires and billionaires, whatever it is, you know, it's no hard work. It's easy. It's what you got to do. Say if that was a conversation. Okay, online, you watch videos, and every millionaire, every billionaire was talking about how easy it was to make money. That was the majority of the videos. I'm telling you something, more people would be wealthy, they'd be rich, more people. But see, that's not the conversation. The conversation is, oh, it's hard, man. It's almost impossible. And that's discouraging for most people. Because most people don't have willpower. They can't compel themselves to do something. So if they hear how hard it is, automatically, unconsciously, they be like, man, I don't know, man. I want to do it, but, dang, this is really difficult. This is really hard. So they keep thinking that way. So imagine when you're working on your opportunity in your business, and you're always thinking about how hard it is every time you don't reach a result. And every time you say, man, this is hard, man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And you just start berating yourself, and you're feeling bad. You feel depressed. You feel down. You got to go drink something. You want to go do something, make yourself happy, and then you quit. That's what I want you to do. I know people are going to throw rocks at me. Some millionaires, they're going to hate me for saying this. This is what I want you to do here. But see, I'm a, I'm a multi-millionaire here, future billionaire. That's going to give you the good. I'm going to give it to you real. I'm going to give it to you straight here. Listen, this is what I want you to do. Getting rich is easy. Write it down below. Getting rich is easy. Like I want you to imagine if getting rich was very easy. 
Like, you know, making $100,000 a month is easy. Just imagine if it was just easy to do it. Imagine if the next thing that you would do in your business, in your company, were to produce $30,000 a day, which is $90,000 a month. Getting rich is easy. I want you to think about that for a second. See, the great thing about that phrase, it's not about being true or untrue, but the great thing about the brain, the brain don't care about true or false. It don't give a fuck about that. Your brain, it doesn't care about, it's not partial to anything. The brain would do whatever you tell it to do. If you, you're, if you're, if you tell the brain to go make some money, it will. If you tell the brain to go be lazy, it will. You tell the brain to go kill somebody, it will. I mean, the brain doesn't care. It doesn't understand morality at all. You just tell you what you tell. If you're telling your brain that it's hard to make money, it's going to be very difficult for you to make money. But imagine if you told yourself, you know, it's easy. Getting rich is easy. Getting rich is a very easy process, and it is. Because it's just activity and tasks repeated over and over and over and over again. Another reason why we call it hard is because most people are not willing to do what's necessary to get rich. Right? Because that's how we measure it. See, we measure something that is hard based off, well, how many people are rich? How many people are millionaires? Well, less than 2%. See, because 3% of people make $400,000 a year here in America. So actually, less than 1% are actually millionaires. So since that many people are poor and average or regular or normal, that means it must be hard because there's not a lot of people doing it. So we automatically label something that is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Listen, don't believe that every millionaire on the planet thinks that working hard is the only way to success and wealth. Don't think that, okay? I don't care how many times you've heard it on the internet. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. No. These people just are not understanding what they're saying because something that is hard is just something that we don't know how to do. That's all what it is. Anything that we don't know how to do or anything that we don't have the solution for We think it's hard. And the more we go through a process of trying to discover how to do it, then we label it as hard. But it's not hard. I'm going to prove it to you once again. How many of you know how to walk? Okay. How many of you know how to walk with your two legs? Let me ask you another question. When you were two or one years old, how many times did your daddy or your mama try to teach you how to walk? And how many times did you fall down? Hello? How many times? How many times did you fall down when you were first beginning to walk? Thousands of times. Let me ask you another question. How many times did you bitch and complain and cry because you couldn't walk? Name one baby that you know on this planet was crying because it couldn't walk. Even though it fell thousands of times. Think about it. None. 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 Yeah. Baby never cried, man. Not trying to walk. This baby just fell, got up again, fell, got up again, fell, got up again, fell, got up again. Like it was natural. But why as an adult, you know, you, as a grown man, a grown woman, why do you bitch and complain and cry? Because you need your dream and your goal. 
or something that's not working the way that you thought it should work. All because you invested all your money and, you know, you thought it was going to work at this time. Why? <laughs> Think about it. Think. Like, why is it not hard work as a child, but it's hard work as an adult? You remember riding a bike? Okay. Do you remember riding a bike? How many times did you fall? You know, sometimes you'll fall hard, but most kids don't cry. They fall and they get right back on the bike. Isn't that magical? I mean, a kid can fall over and over, and let me tell you why. And see, this is the other tip that I want to give you here. Because the kid that's riding the bike is not focusing on the fall. He or she is focusing on the ride. That's it. So when he falls, he's not thinking about the fall. He's still thinking about the ride on the ground, right? Knee busted up, but he's still thinking about the ride. The baby that walks and falls down, the baby's not thinking about the fall. Baby don't even know what a fall is. The baby's just thinking about the walk because he see all these people walking. So he said, man, I'm continue to do it. That's what's going on in, in the mind. But you, when you're working, you know, trying to perfect something, trying to make some money, you just keep thinking about the fall. You keep thinking about the last failure. So while you're doing something, you're thinking about the last failure. Like you're supposed to be focused on the success, but you're too busy thinking about the avoidance of what took place in the past. This applies to relationships as well. Some of you in a relationship with a man or a woman, but you're thinking about the last man, the last woman. You see some signs, oh, 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 this signs of, sign, oh, I'm dating Willie again, broke Willie, uh-oh, uh-uh, maybe I need to get out of here. Instead of focusing on the relationship, focusing on that person, you're thinking about the past while you're in a new relationship. Are you with me here? You see how we just continually fail over and over again? Over and over and over again. It's like we're almost programmed to fail. If you think about it, right? Almost programmed to fail. This is why I talk so much about mindset. This is why I talk about the mental process of getting what you want. You know, if it's about wealth or getting rich, it's just about getting what you want out of life. It doesn't matter. The mental process and how you think in your mindset it's 99% of the deal, okay? It's just how you think. And if you don't master how you think, if you don't organize your thoughts or your mind in a certain way, you'll never get what you want. And if you get what you want, you're only going to get what you want sometime. Are you with me here? I want you to write these words below, please, if you're listening to my voice right now. Getting rich is easy. Just say it. It's, it's just easy. We don't have to say getting rich is hard work. Like, why? Because some other dummy said it? So just because everybody said, well, hard work is hard. I mean, getting rich is hard. Getting rich is hard. Getting rich. They're only saying it's hard because many people are not rich. But it doesn't mean it's hard. Like, to me, getting rich. Listen, you know, when I think back, when I got rich, 
when I became a rich person, or when I made my first million, you know, it wasn't really that hard, honestly. Like when it happened, it wasn't really that difficult because what I did, like it was work, but it wasn't necessarily hard work. What I did to make my first million was not hard work, honestly. I created a product online. I wrote the copy. I wrote the marketing and I made a million dollars. I can't really say that was just hard work. It it was work. It took hours to do it. But I wouldn't say it was just hard at all. I was making it hard because of my lack of emotional intelligence. Okay? I was on this roller coaster, man. I was like, man, man, I, I did everything they told me to do. I went to the seminar, I bought the package. I went through the course and I'm still not making money. What am I doing wrong? How do I get affiliates? How do I get people to my website? I'm trying to sell this and I'm trying to make more money, but why can't I make more money? Why can't I understand Google ads, Facebook ads? Why? I don't, I just can't get it. Why? Because I was making it hard based off my perception of the work. You got to detach your emotions from the work. And if you want to attach an emotion, it should be good emotions. Such as, it's working out of my favor. If it's not working today, it work tomorrow. If it don't work tomorrow, it work the next day. But as a matter of fact, it is working. Many of you don't realize you stating, man, it's not working. Think about how many times you've said that. Man, it's not working. Man, it's not working. Why is this not working? Why can I not get this? Why can I not understand it? You know why? Because you you're so impatient. You're like a kid. You're like a child. You know, a kid is impatient all the time. Mommy, I want this now. Well, honey, can you wait? No, I want it now. That's, that's kids. Impatient. They want everything right now based on how they feel. And a lot of you are like that. You have this adolescent childish behavior. You want it now. Well, I want a million dollars now. I want my $10,000 a month now. Why is it not working? I've been in this thing two months, two weeks, three months, three days. I mean, I don't understand. Why is it not working? Listen, you're not a child. It's not a piece of candy. All right. It's not a McDonald's Happy Meal. We ain't going to McDonald's. You ain't going to get it your way. You got to go through. You must go through the process, which is called the learning process. How many of you know what the learning process is? Okay. How many of you know what the learning process is? I bet you don't even know. And most of you don't know. Like, what is the learning process? Do you, not, do, you, do you realize there are four steps of learning? Do you know what those four steps are? You see how uneducated most of us are? And the reason why we can never advance or evolve in our life because we're so ignorant and we only listening to people like Pookie and Ray Ray and you listen to your mama and your daddy and your grandparents and they're not rich. They're not successful. They don't have what you want, but you're listening to these people. You don't even know what the four steps of learning is. Comment below. What are the four steps of learning? Oh, I like Travis. Travis says. The first step of learning is unconscious incompetence. Can anybody articulate that for me? What does that mean? What does unconscious incompetence mean? And listen, 
I'm sharing with you the things I learned in my early 20s, man. I'm not just smart. I just read a lot. I educated myself. That's why I'm rich. What does unconscious incompetence mean? Comment below. Since we had Travis, the only person on here, and I've been talking about the four steps of learning for years. And some of you are like, oh, yeah, I remember him talking about it. Man, what's the four steps to learn? What's the four steps? You can't even remember. You don't even know. <laughs> what is unconscious incompetence? Exactly, coach. You don't know what you don't know. That's the first step of learning anything in life. You didn't learn math until you learned that math existed. You didn't know you had to tie your shoe until someone told you that you need to tie your shoe. You didn't know how to wipe your butt until somebody told you to wipe your butt. You didn't know you were supposed to take a shower every day. You didn't know you were supposed to brush your teeth every day. Someone told you. They advised you. Say, hey, this is something that you have to do every day. Which means that you don't know what you don't know. There are things that are happening right now on the planet that you're just unaware of. It's knowledge that you that is necessary that you need to learn, that you need to assimilate to be able to evolve. You don't know what you don't know. What's the second step of learning, Travis? Comment below. What's the second step of learning, ladies and gentlemen, here? If you're a fan of me, if you listen to my content, you should already know. Because some of you are like, oh, I already know. I, I already know. Wesley talk about the same stuff. Okay. Well, what's the second step of learning then? Since you're so smart. Since you're so intelligent. Right? Since you know more than me. What's the second step? There we go. Conscious incompetence. Thanks, Coach Rohit. But let me ask you a question. What does conscious incompetence mean? Hmm. What does conscious incompetence, what does it mean? You know, because that's a big word, right? That's some big words right there. You know, that's some jargon that you may not understand. But see, it's one thing to say a word, and it's another thing to understand the word that you're saying. So you tell me, smart person, I'm talking to you, what does conscious incompetence mean? There we go, Travis. You know you don't know something. This is when you become aware. That you didn't know how to tie your shoes. You become aware that you needed to take a shower every day. Because at first you didn't know. But you said, oh, okay, I have to do this. Because it's necessary. So when you become aware that you need to read books. Want to be successful, you have to read. Read as the leaders. Which means knowledge is the precursor to experience. The more knowledge a person has, then they're ready for the experience once it happens. You with me here? So conscious incompetence means that, well, you... Now know what you don't know. It's just like business, is it not? Like before, you know, listen, before I started the business, I didn't know anything about a business. I didn't know what a business was, but I knew what a job was. My mom and dad didn't tell me to start a business when I was 16. I said, get a job. They didn't say work hard and get a business. They say work hard and get a job. That's all I knew. Get a job. Wesley, get a job. Get a job. Get a job. That's the only thing I heard. So I was unaware of what a business was. 
I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I didn't understand success. I didn't know. What? But when I became aware, now I knew what I didn't know. Like I knew that, okay, now I know that a business does exist. Are you with me here? What's the third step of learning, folks? How many of you are getting value here tonight? Tap the love button. Come on, tap it. Are you getting value? Comment the word below. This is breakthrough. You're not going to hear this information on the internet. You're only going to hear it from, from me on the internet. Because I want people to win. And you're not going to win if you lack knowledge. Okay? It's necessary. It's a requirement for all people that want to be wealthy. You must have some type of knowledge. Okay? Period. The third step of learning, write it down for those who don't know, is conscious competence. And guess what? That's where a lot of you either stop, quit, give up, or where a lot of you are right now. Conscious competence. Let me give you an example. You remember when you tried to tie the shoe for the first time when you was a kid and you tried to tie your shoe and you couldn't get it right. You couldn't understand how this person it looked like a very complex, arduous process, right? The person trying to tie the shoe in a certain way. You're like, man, I can't get this. You ever did that as a kid? Man, I can't, I can't tie this thing. It's not staying together. Mama, what's going on? And you got so frustrated. You say, man, I'm not tying my shoe. I'm going to walk around my laces just untied. And your dad say, tie your shoe, boy. Tie your shoe, girl. Tie your shoe. You're like, man, I, I, I can't. Then you want your mama to tie it. Then your daddy tied. But you get so irritated and frustrated because you can't tie the shoe. Okay. That's conscious competence. See, conscious competence is when you're in a position in life, whenever you're trying to learn something, and you have to go through the process over and over again. Kind of sound like a business, right? You know, trying to make some money. <laughs> You get all these courses, you get all these books, you do all this stuff, and you're just still not making money. But you have to continue to do it over and over and over again until you figure it out. And then you got to have the belief that you can figure it out. So think about it. How does a kid finally tie the shoe? Because the kid does get frustrated. But the kid does be like, man, this is hard. This is in their, in their mind, they're like, man, this is difficult. See, in their mind, they're like, I don't, need, I don't, I don't see how people do this. How do people tie shoes? How? This is so hard. Like, think back if you have a child. I know I have three. You know, when I try to teach them how to tie, oh, my God, it was a pain for them. They're like, man, I can't get this. Why is it not working? <laughs> and then we get very frustrated. But let me ask you a question. Why do they eventually tie the shoe? Not just the repetition. Let me tell you, it's another motivator here. Because everybody around them knows how to tie the shoe. Their friends, adults, everybody. It's called the herd mentality. See, this is why everybody walks, by the way. People are not walking because they just, you know, they're just repeatedly walking. The motivator is everybody walks. And who wants to be the lone duck that can't walk? Like, who wants to be eight years old and can't walk? Who wants to be 10 years old and can't tie their shoe? No one. Right? It's called the herd mentality. People 
want to follow the herd, right? They want to be like others because they don't want to be singled out and teased. But now you get why everybody not rich because there's not a lot of rich people. There's not a lot of successful people, right? So the herd is not that big. And as a matter of fact, the herd of rich people, they're not so available. You don't see them every day. But you know who you see every day? Come here. Let me tell you who you see every day. Pookie and Ray Ray. You see the average guy, the average eight to five grinder. You see the average gal, got a job, three to 11, nine to five. You see the average guy on the freeway just like you, driving in traffic to work 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes back. Same person that's complaining about their job. You talking about your coworkers, talking about your ball, talking about your manager, talking about how you need a raise, cashing your check at the cash check place. You know, everybody in the bank on Fridays. In that long-ass line, trying to cash their check to go out that night, go to the mall. Everybody in the mall on the weekend. You know why everybody go to the mall on the weekend? Not just because they are, because they got their paychecks. So they go just spin it and just blow it all on the mall. (laughs) It's the herd mentality. Make sense? Now, what's the next? And many people, unfortunately, they don't get out of the conscious competence. Right? Because of the lack of emotional intelligence. It's not about hard work. It's the lack of emotional intelligence. Because it's the emotions that cause people to stop. Got to understand that people that quit, stop doing something, it's because of their, how they feel. It's not because, like, they stopping because they just want to stop. It's just how they feel. The pain tolerance. See, some people just can't take the pain. The pain of not getting what they want. And to me, that's just a spoiled brat, in my opinion. Like whenever someone's complaining about what because they're not getting something or they're not understanding something faster, like they should be, that's a spoiled brat. It's like, really? Stop crying. Okay? <laughs> you know, people just bitching and crying, oh man, why do they have why is that working? I don't know why I'm not working. That's just a spoiled brat. And unfortunately, we have a lot of older individuals who are spoiled brats. Spoiled brats, man. <laughs> and that's why a lot of you are stuck on conscious competence. You can't get out of there. You're stuck. Conscious competence. You're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. No results. No results. And it's not like you're tired of working. You're tired of getting no results. Right? Right? You know, when people say, oh, man, I'm just tired of working so hard. No, no, no. Listen, if your job, if your job right now pays you $2,500 a month and you say, man, I hate my job. I'm tired of working. But if your job would pay you $20,000 a month, I don't think you'd be tired anymore. You're like, no, no, I'm not tired of working now. Oh, no, I love my job because you're getting 20 grand a month until 20 grand becomes your normal. (laughs) Listen, the last Steps of learning is, what is it, folks? What's the last step of learning? There we go, new Don. Unconscious competence. And that's when we do what we do on autopilot, such as listening to my voice. Like, is it any work to listen to me? And like, are you like working and sweating bullets to listen to my voice right now? No. You could just listen to me naturally, easily. 
taking everything in right now and listen to my voice and listen to the entire rants, right? Like right now, your heart is beating. Your heart is beating in your chest for the last 30, 45 minutes without your awareness. Isn't that a blessing? Woo! All praises to the most high God is the greatest. Like right now, your food is digested in your stomach right now for you. Right now, all the nutrients is going to the proper places in your body to make sure you're healthy and whole right now. Without your awareness, just an automatic process. That's unconscious competence, man. It's like when you drive your car to work and you're not even thinking about the turns. As a matter of fact, women, you're putting your makeup on, you know, you're on the phone, texting, listening, talking to somebody and driving the car. Almost like someone else driving the car. Unconscious competence. That's when you do what you do on autopilot here. But listen, you only get to that fourth step if you're able to continue to go through the conscious competence. And what I'm here to do, and the reason why I believe that hard work doesn't exist, because I want you to reframe it. I want you to change your perception of hard work, that you don't have to take the same information that you learned from your parents and think that it's applicable now. The world has changed. It's very different from 30 and 40 years ago. People are becoming millionaires in their 20s. People are becoming millionaires and teenagers, man. What are you talking about? It's not harder now. Some people say, oh, it's harder. It's not harder now. It's easier now. The big issue is it's just so much information out there. It's, it's a bigger distraction. It's more distractions than even than ever before. The average person, I believe the reason why they're not rich or successful is because they're lack of focus. They can't focus on anything. They're so distracted about everything because there's so much going on. You have access to so much. So you just can't focus properly because the distractions they produce chemicals in your mind called dopamine. So they make you feel good. So many things on the planet that will make you feel good. Weed, drugs, alcohol, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, text messages, WhatsApp apps, porn. Like there's so many distractions, right? So many, more than ever before. That's what's debilitating our society or the people that want to be rich and wealthy. It's a big issue here. But I'm here to tell you that, listen, Hard work is something of the past. Okay? I'm going to make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, sometime per minute. And I'm going to be in bore, bore, butt naked on somebody's beach, relaxing. Running butt naked on bore, bore because I want to. Still making $100,000 a minute. And you're going to say, man, how are you doing that? I don't get it. How are you doing that? How are you making so much money like that? And you're flying around the world just enjoying yourself. I don't I don't get it. And I'm working my ass off here and I can't even make five thousand a month. Because what I do is not hard work. What I do is just work. That's it. And the work that I do, I work that the work works for me passively. Like, I don't do any work that's not going to work for me passively, which means it's the work that has to make me more money based off the work that I did. Like, if I take six months to a year to work on a project, the project goes worth, that project needs to pay me regardless of what I do after the project is launched. I mean, it has to be autopilot for me. That's just how I think. See, some of you, you still think like an employee. 
See, an employee thinks that, well, if I work one hour, I get paid $10. If I work one hour, I get paid 20 hours. So the more hours I work, I guess I get more money. Ha, ha, ha. That's you. So let me work overtime. Oh, let me get time and a half. Well, let me work Saturday and Sunday, so that's more hours. Because many of you, you're so conditioned that time equals money to you. But now that's not how rich people think. It's not how rich, it's not how it is. Rich and wealthy people get paid by the value. That's it. That's why somebody would pay me $50,000 for an hour of my time. Not because of the hour. It's the, minute, it's the value that I provide. That's it. <laughs> it's the brand that I've created here. Right? I don't give people access to me all the time. Obviously, right? It's the persona I've created for myself. It's not about the time anymore. But many of you, you have not switched mentally from the time that you put in based off the hours and the money that you associate to the time. That's not how you become wealthy. That's not how you make money. It's not about how much time you're putting in. Some of you like, well, I'm working so hard, man. I'm putting so much time in in this business, not making any money. Yeah, because you're still in the job mentality. Okay? Don't you leave, Miss Bridget. Stay right here. See, some of you are like, well, I'm so sleepy right now. I'm tired, Wesley. How long are you going to talk? See that? How long are you going to talk, Wesley? I'm so tired. Yeah, you worth $40 million. Like, you up with energy right now, and I'm tired as fuck. And I want to go to sleep because I got to go to work tomorrow. And you know what you're doing? You're running the same pattern you've ran for the past 10, 5, 20 years of your life. You get around this hour, you got to go to work, right? So you go to sleep, sleep like a baby, get up to go do something that you don't want to do, to do it again. My question to you is, when do you break the pattern? When do you say, you know what? Fuck that. I got to compel myself to stay awake. If I need to drink some coffee, if I need to have myself a Vietnamese coffee or some anything, a Red Bull to stay awake, to listen to this man speak, I'm going to do it. But many of you, you're not going to do that. You're going to give yourself excuses on why you got to stay in the current pattern of poverty, averageness that you're used to. Even though you don't want it, but you stay there because you're familiar with it. And you'll fight with me. Wesley, I don't care what you say. I'm getting my eight hours. I don't care what you say. I'm getting my 10 hours of sleep. I need my sleep. I can't function without my sleep. And you'll always have this regular, normal, mediocre life. And you'll watch other people win. They'll drive all the cars that you want to drive. They'll stay where they want to stay. They'll go where you want to go. And you'll be stuck wondering why it's not happening for you. Because you would rather to stay in the matrix. You want to be just like the masses. And you want to barter. Well, I mean, if I stay up a little bit, you know, nah, you got to do the whole deal. You want to be wealthy and rich? You got to stretch. You got to break the pattern. Many of you, all of you right now, you run a pattern every single day of your life. Do you not understand that? When you get up, you hear an alarm clock. You hit the snooze a couple of times. Then you finally get up. You wash your butt. You wash your face. You go get yourself some breakfast. You have a coffee. You get in your car. You drive in traffic. And you're driving. You listen to some music. Right? To keep you motivated. You have a grimace on your face all the way to work. Some of you ladies put makeup on in the car, texting people, going to work. You get to work. You get to the office. Check the email. See what you got to do. You don't want to do it, but you got to do it. And you're dreading every single moment at the job. And you're thinking about when it's going to be 12 o'clock to go have a lunch. And the lunch is going to be unhealthy for you. Because it was so fast, so quick. You got to get back to work in time. 
So you have everybody out there. I call them the Dilberts, right? They all run to the Burger King, to the McDonald's, whatever. Long lines, waiting to get an unhealthy lunch, then to come back to work. As soon as you get back to work, you're waiting for 5 o'clock. You're already looking, for the, looking at the time, looking at the watch, looking at the clock. To go back, get in your car, you're driving home, you're in traffic again, you're flicking people off, you're pissed off, you hate the day, you had a long day. Because Sally didn't put the TPS reports in the email and they didn't have the report ready for you. So the boss, he reprimanded you and he chewed your ass out because you didn't do what you needed to do properly. You get home, you're in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood with the kids, bad mood with the husband or wife. You get yourself something to drink, some alcohol. Maybe you cook dinner. And you lay in your bed just to do it all over again. Talking about how you need to get your rest. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to break the pattern if you don't want to. You don't have to. You can stay exactly where you are. I'm just giving you an option to do it. I'm giving you the option to break out of this cycle. I'm giving you the option to educate you. I want you to understand why your life is what it is. And now, too, I want you to understand that you do have the power to change it here. Yeah, it may take some time. Absolutely. But the work is not hard work. It's just work. It may be work for you to get up out of your bed and make your bed because many of you don't even make your bed. It may be work for you to clean your house, to clean your car for once. Some of you had the old dirty ass houses, dirty cars, dirty everything, dirty closet. Right. It may be some work for you to read a book or read a page out of a book. It may be some work for you to meditate for 15 minutes every single day in the morning to set yourself up for success. It's not hard work. Why is it so hard to meditate? It's not hard. Just something that must be done. It's not hard to eat. Some of you are overweight. I don't hear you talking about, man, it's so hard to eat. Nobody says that. No one says, oh, man, it's so hard to eat. No, you just eat. Okay? There's nothing hard about anything. It's just work. It takes work to eat, too. You got to put the fork up. You got to stick down with the, the steak or the rice or whatever you're eating or whatever you're putting in your mouth. That's work. That's activity. I'm asking you to work and choose to do different type of activities. I'm asking you to go to the gym instead of laying on your ass and being lethargic and lazy. I'm asking you to stop talking about what you're going to do and just do it. I'm asking you to stop making excuses. That's work. Do you not understand it's work to make an excuse? Like, oh, man, I couldn't do this because that's work. Okay? Because you're running your mouth. Any questions for me? Okay? Any questions for me before I let you go here? How many of you got value here? Wes, how did you know my thoughts when I was working at a 9 to 5 job? Of course I know. Because I used to be you. I used to be all of you. I had a 9 to 5 job too. I couldn't stand it. At first, I loved it. You know, I think everybody loves a job when they first get one because they're making money. Then they realize they hate it because they don't like the people. It's not the job. It's the people. <laughs> Questions for me here. Did you get value here tonight? Come on. Comment the word value if you got value. What's the fourth step? The fourth step, I already said it, is unconscious competence. It's when you do things on autopilot. It's like driving a car. You drive a car automatically. You tie your shoe automatically. You don't have to think about the process because it's habitual. Some of you, you smoke weed. You can roll a weed. You can roll a joint with your eyes closed, correct? Yeah, because you did it a thousand times like a dummy. 
Right? <laughs> What's next here? Wesley, when will you debate more on religion? I really want to hear you talk about it more. Yeah, what do you want to know about religion? Re religion is a very sensitive topic, and unfortunately, many of you are not able to have that conversation objectively. Many of you are so emotional, you know? If I say something like, if I say, you know what, God is not real. Some of you are like, what? What do you mean God is not real, Wesley? How dare you? Blasphemy. Because you're just so an unintelligible people. Some of you. See, an unintelligent person, they can't have a discussion without feeling emotional about their beliefs. A person that has some type of intellect, they're at least willing to have an open mind. You don't have to believe it. But shut your goddamn mouth and listen. But some of you are so quick to shut down other people's beliefs. Especially my, like, I'm the one worth the $40 million. I'm in the penthouse. I got all the cars. I travel the world. I got millions in my bank. You hear me? Not that. Millions. More than one. More than two. More than three. I don't want to tell all my business because I don't want you asking me for money. But I have the results. I just don't have words. And some of you, you're so tied to your beliefs that you're not coachable. But I'm always have I'm always willing to have a religion religious discussion. What you want to know? Talk to me here. Daniel says he's able to have the conversation. So what would you like to know about religion? And make sure you listen to this again. Listen, you know what's so funny? Only 1% of you are actually going to listen to this again. 1%. I'm going to have thousands of people, millions that will listen to this rant. Less than 1% will watch it again. Like 90% will, will listen to it one time because it's great, obviously. Right? Because I know how to deliver information. But 1% of you will watch it and listen to it over and over again. <clears throat> Isn't that something else? But you'll listen to a Drake song over and over again, Beyonce over and over again, Jay-Z over and over again, Lil Wayne over, over and over again, Young Boy and Meek Mill and Lil Baby over and over. Same song, over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over. <laughs> and those songs, even though they're great, they do nothing to advance your quality of life. Mm. Questions for me here. What is your thoughts on Jesus Christ, God being three people? Do you believe that he is above all people and that you must believe in him? Listen, so when it comes to God, so one thing, let me give you some history here. My dad is a pastor of a church, been a pastor for a very long time, right? I grew up in a church, so I grew up Christian here, but I don't identify myself as Christian anymore, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, so church, and this is just my opinion, folks. First of all, I don't even go to church. Now, it's not that I won't ever go to church. If I'm dating a girl, she want to go to church? Cool. Let's go to church. I don't care. But listen, um, <laughs> my thoughts about God is that I believe, irregardless of what we call it, right? I don't believe that it just has to be called God because there's other religions that call God something different, but I believe it's one and the same. Okay. But what I do believe there's a power that exists. That we'll never be able to explain. And we have so many different religions that try to explain what this thing is. Because we got 
different Bibles. You got King James Bible, New Testament Bible. You got the Quran. You got the Hermetics. I mean, you have so many different teachings. You have Catholicism. You have Kojic. You got Baptists. I mean, there's so many of them. So many religions, right? That is extremely divisive in my opinion. But I believe there's a power that exists. And I just choose to call it God because it's just easy for me to share what I believe to you. But honestly, it doesn't have to be God, right? We don't have to, I don't have to call it God. I don't know. But just to personify it, just call it God. But listen, I believe a power exists. And I believe that we would never truly be able to understand this power. Like we have some thoughts about it or what it can do, but we don't truly understand why certain things happen on the planet. Like we have scripture, we have Bible, of course, we have all these things that we read. But even the Bible that we read is something that is written, which we're not sure if it's real. We don't know. And I get it. We have faith that it is real. But when I'm, when I'm sharing here, we don't really know if it is. Like we don't know if a heaven exists. I know some of you will argue with me. Like, oh, no, heaven exists. Well, I'm not so sure. Some of you believe the hell exists. I don't know. I don't like me. Honestly, I don't believe heaven exists and I don't believe hell exists. I believe heaven and hell is just a way to describe something. Heaven describes pleasure and happiness. Hell describes pain, dying, hurt. And I believe here on earth, many people are experiencing that emotion to me. I think heaven is just a qualifier, just something to describe it. Something that people to look forward to, right? We'll do this and you get to go here. But I'm not really sure if it exists. If it does, great. If it doesn't, great as well. But what I want you to understand is, and this is my philosophy about this, that God is you. Now, I know I know, I don't get some pushback here. See, many of you believe that God is separate from us. I don't truly believe that. Um, I believe that we're gods ourselves and collectively together, we all have this power because you got to look at the world, man. Look at the world now. I mean, so many tremendous things have taken place on the planet here. We have high rises. We have planes that fly in the air and don't crash. We have electric cars. Got cell phones. We have this Neuralink thing now. You can control things with your brain. I mean, just look at what's happening here. So I believe that God is in all of us, a version of God. And I believe that we all have God's potential as it relates to the Bible. If we want to use the Bible as a reference, I believe that we all have the potential to be like what we read in the Bible. Such as in Bible says that God made us in his image. So if God made us in his image, that means that we have the potential of God. But that potential has to be cultivated in us. Which means I don't believe that we don't have to pray and beg God or beg anybody for anything. I think what's important to be grateful. Because to be grateful is to utilize and understand the God that's within you. See, if I'm, listen, if I want a brand new car and I say, God, bless me with a brand new car. God, I really want you to bless, bless me with a brand new car. Or I can say, God, thank you. The car has arrived. Thank you. I'm so grateful that all the money and all the things that I'm calling to my life right now is happening. Thank you. I'm happy. 
See, that's being grateful and that's moving forward because see God or even this power, it exists in the spirit world because we can't see God. We can't see this power. We don't know, but we know it exists because we can feel it. Like many of you that's listening to me right now, you can feel the passion and the conviction as I'm speaking. Like you can feel it inside of you right now. Right or right. You can feel my words. You can feel my genuineness to you right now. I'm speaking to you. You can feel that. That's a power. That's something. It's like, how do you feel that? How does a person can cry and tell a story about their parents dying and people start crying all over the world? How does a person watch a YouTube video about some devastating thing that took place on the planet like the Ukraine war that would affect the world and everybody's crying and everybody's out there picketing? How? That's a power. To me, that's a God's power. That's God, that's power. Right? Able to touch people spiritually, not even physically, but that will cause people to do things and they don't even know the people in Ukraine. But people set up donations. People, they pick it on the street, they boycott Putin or whatever. So that's a power. But that power exists in all of us. That's what I want you to understand is that we're not separate from the power. So when you go to church or when you pray to God, so you don't need to do that. You need to be grateful, grateful that the power exists and grateful that the power lies within you. There's a phrase out there. It's a scripture. I'll paraphrase. It says that there's more power in you than there's power in the world. I'm paraphrasing. I know I don't say that exactly here. But think about that. It's more power in you, in you than there's power in the world. The world is a big place. You got over 7 billion people here on the planet here, and it's just one of you. And based off that scripture, it says that there's more power in you than there's power in the world. How is that not God? How is that not you? Because you're God. Women, you're a goddess. Okay? Men, you're a God. God, and this is just my definition. God means creator. That's all it means, honestly. Because based off the Bible, God created things. That's all he really did, right? I get it. He put his son on the cross, but we're not getting into that. But in the inception of the Bible, God created things, okay? He's a creator. That's what God means. He's a creator. And guess what? You are a creator. You create things with your mouth. With your decisions, with your thoughts, with your beliefs. Guess what? All those things called your thoughts and beliefs are within you. That are spiritual. Thoughts are spiritual. You can't touch them. Beliefs are spiritual. You can't touch these things. They're not tangible. But yet they're powerful. Because your thoughts and your beliefs have constructed your reality. Like that life that you're currently living right now. That life that you're living, even the people that you're with, the person that you have married, the car that you drive, the job that you're on, the business that you run, that came from your thoughts and your beliefs. It came from the spiritual world. That's God. It's the creating source. It's the, it's the source of creation, of all creation. God. So that's my thoughts. 
And I believe that we have to learn how to tap into the God's power. See, many of us, we detach ourselves from God, and I think that's wrong. And we believe that we are disassociated from God. Like, God is here, and I'm here. God is in heaven, and I'm here. So I have to figure out what I got to do to get God's approval so he'll allow me to have the life that I want. Because I guess God is not allowing me to have the life that I want. God, what do I have to do? What am I doing wrong? No. You are an expression of God. We all are. Okay? You don't have to wait on God. You know, many, some of you believe that you got to wait on God. You know, I, this person told me, well, I have to wait on God to give me what I need to do, you know, in life. I'm just waiting on God. No, no. Don't be silly. You don't have to wait on God. Because waiting on God is waiting on you because you are the God. Make sense? Because you are the creator. We just explained. I just shared with you how God is the creator. And the Bible said God creates this lights, water, man. Okay, so you are a creator. So what are you waiting on? Waiting on you. You have all the tools. You have the power. You have the resources. You have the intellect. You have the faculties of your mind to create whatever life that you want. Make sense? But you're just not aware of the power. And if you are aware of the power, you're being so conditioned that you doubt everything. You don't believe in yourself. You have no confidence. You lack certainty and you lack power. And you feel that you're powerless because the world tells you you're powerless. People tell you, you'll never do this. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not big enough. You're not this. You're not this, not this. So the world, unfortunately, here, because, listen, the same power that we use to create, the same power people use to destroy people. See, the same power I can use to compliment you and say that you're beautiful and you're handsome, it's the same power I can use to say that you're ugly. You're not cute at all. Ugh, you look terrible. It's the same power. But we can use both powers for evil or for good. See, this is why I don't have this belief about the devil. I mean, come on. Like, come on, be smart. Don't be stupid. There's no devil that exists. The devil that you talk about is you. You're the devil. You have that ability to be that way. Everybody on this line right now can do something wrong and has done something wrong or evil are devilish. Stop saying that the devil made you do this. All the devil is at work. You're at work. When you blame the devil, it's your inability to take responsibility. You did that. Nobody else. Don't say that the devil is deceptive. All the devils that I hear deceive. Shut up. It's you. You're doing that. But as people, we have the proclivity to blame. See, sometimes I'm telling you, you know, my thoughts about the Bible. <laughs> Let me tell you something here. Uh, <laughs> it's like sometimes you don't know if the Bible was created for you to win or created for you not to take responsibility here. Because some of you are like, oh, just depend on God. And listen, it is some Christians that are very rich and successful and they figured it out. Because I think it's all about how you interpret the Bible, because the Bible can be interpreted in so many different ways, right? 
And unfortunately, many people, they use the Bible, such as church and people that go to church, a lot of them, especially the people that go into church and not getting what they want. And they keep coming back to church, talking and bitching and complaining about the same stuff they did last week, right? Which is, to me, insane. And that's the reason why I had to pull myself out of church, because I saw the same people when I was going to church complaining and praying to God about the same stuff they prayed last week. I'm like, you didn't, I mean, you didn't fix that last and how do you go to church for 20 years, but you're still in this same, your same life? You know, what's going on here? And then I would hear things. I'm just telling you my story here. You know, I would hear people in church say, well, I'm trying to get closer to God. That's why I'm going to church. I said, you've been in church for 10 and 20 years. You're not close. You should be his nephew. You should be his relative, right? You should be his daddy. And his mom. I mean, what you talking about? How close can you get? You've been there 20 years and you're still not close to God. And to me, it didn't make sense. Then I would go to church and not many people were successful. Some people were successful, maybe 1%, but everybody else was struggling, crying, struggling financially. You're going to talk about all the devastating things in their life. And to me, it was just like a place of suffering, and I didn't want to be there. Because I understand that life itself is a blessing. Life is an opportunity to be grateful. It's an opportunity to identify the love and the joy that exists in it. And I think church is... Relevant for some people. Some people need that. And that's just how it is because they just think they're so powerless. And some people just need it, man. Some people need to have this source or something to believe in or to pray to. They just, they need it because that's how they were born. And some people just don't want to take responsibility. And many people, they're not so afraid to stand on their own because they feel that they can't. But I'm here to tell you that you can and I believe that if we believe that God created us, I believe that God created us to stand on our own. I do. Stand on our own two feet and make our own decisions and make our own way in our life. You know, create it the way that we want it to, to be and have the faith and have the tenacity and have the familiar and just have the resilience to just move forward towards whatever you think that you're supposed to do, whatever contribution you're supposed to make on the planet here, that he'll support you, but not he will support you. You will support yourself because you don't need God's support because he never took it away from you. It has already been a part of you. When you were born, you already had support of God because you are an expression of what we say God is. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay? Did that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Questions for me here. <clears throat> Have you listened to Myron Golden? No, I don't know who that is. What's next? Questions here. <clears throat> Question here. Talk to me. Can you please explain the correct way for us to perceive time as it relates to the four steps of learning and manifestation here? So you have to understand something about time. Time doesn't really exist in a spiritual realm. Time was only created to organize people, okay? To organize, you know, communities and cultures or whatever. I mean, we have to have time because you get the time to go to work. Time to have a baby, time to have sex, 
time to go piss. Time to go to work. I mean, time for everything, right? It just uses a way to structure and organize the world. Like, if we don't have any time, then obviously no one would go to work. People just go to work when they feel like going to work, right? No one would go to school, right? So time was only created to structure the world. But unfortunately, we use time as it relates to success and making money, right? Or we use time as, well, I give myself six months to achieve this goal. Seven months, eight months, ten months. I don't think you should do that. Honestly, I don't think you should give yourself months or anything to achieve anything. Because if you understand the spiritual realm, and I believe I do because I've used it and this is not theory. This is what I do. The spirit world, which is the mental world, we can experience what we want to experience physically. We can experience those things mentally, which means is I don't have to have a plane or a G5, a Gulf Stream physically. I can imagine that in my mind. And my mind will believe that I have it. Does that make sense? Okay. So there's no time. Like, I can imagine that I own a Gulfstream jet, that I'm flying in the Gulfstream jet, that is decked out and catered to King West right now. Close my eyes and I can do it every night, right? Which means is there's no time for me to obtain it. But the issue with you, the reason why some of you won't believe that, I don't want to believe that, but you're like, well, yeah, yeah, but I need it to happen in the physical world. I want to actually be in the car. I want to actually take the, I want to actually, I want to have the life. And what you don't realize is your brain doesn't know the difference. Write this down. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a real life experience an experience that happens in your mind. And I can prove it. I prove it all the time. You guys just don't listen. Listen to the podcast. It's free. Like it's no different. Your brain does not know that you're miserable. The reason why your brain thinks you're miserable because you keep communicating to it that it's miserable. You keep focusing on those things that make you feel miserable. Does it make sense? Look, right now, if I say, hey, think about and remember a terrible experience that took place in your life. Remember back when something terrible that brought you to tears, that hurt your feelings to your heart. Think about that right now. I want you to picture it in your mind now. What did you smell? What did you see? What did you hear right now? A horrific, terrible experience in your life. Maybe somebody died. Somebody was sick. Maybe you got hurt. Somebody broke your heart. Think about it now. If you remember that, you're able to conjure up that image. And even though it took place 10, 5, or 15 years ago, you will feel the same emotions as if it's taking place right now. Some of you were abused as a child. Some of you were sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally abused as a child. And if you think about that long enough, some of you have been beat by a man, right? Some of you had abortions, right? If you think about that right now, you can start crying, Think about it. Tears can start coming out your eyes. You say, oh, man, I did. I, I can't believe I did. You can start crying. Now, why are you crying? Like if it happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, how are you able to cry right now in this moment just by thinking about it? Because the brain does not operate in the past and future. It only operates in the present. So whatever memory that you decide to think about your mind and your brain chemically feel 
that is happening right now. Do you get it now? It feels that it's happening. You can just think about some horrific event and you just think that it's happening. You just start crying. Automatically. I've seen people do this all the time. They start crying about something 10 years ago, something. They start telling me a story about having to when they was a child and they start crying. You know, my dad never been. I don't know why my dad never, you know, I just never had. And they just start crying. But it's been 20 years ago. So check this out. <clears throat> if you can imagine experience that took place in your past and feel the same emotion as if it happened today. Why can't you just picture yourself in a Gulfstream jet? Picture yourself in a mansion. Picture yourself in your brand new car. Picture yourself taking your son to private school. Picture yourself flying around the world to Bora Bora, Maldives, Paris. Spending $100,000 for the weekend. What's the difference? Like if we're able to conjure up and picture a negative experience... Why? And it'll be real to us because we'll feel the emotion, right? You'll start crying and bawling or you can get angry. You can think about something that took place in your pain. You just get angry all of a sudden, right? Like if you're able to do that, why can't we do that in the positive direction? Well, that's what I'm a master of. That's what I know how to do very well. See, while you're envisioning and remembering terrible, horrific experiences and devastating experiences in your life, Oh, I just think about the positive stuff, the things that I want. And I continue to think about it so much that the things just happen. All types of great things just keep happening to me. See, many of you, terrible things keep happening to you, right? You may say, man, I just can't. Man, if it's not one thing, it's not another, right? Because you don't realize that because of your thinking process and how you're using your imagination, things just happen. Like weeds, they just keep growing. All just You don't even have to try to have a bad day it just happens automatically. Like me, I don't have to try to have a good day. It's automatic for me. I just wake up in a good mood automatically. It's momentum. Money comes to me. Everything that I want comes to me. People treat me nice. They treat me very well. I mean, it just always happens all the time. It just, I can't even stop it. Does that make sense? Questions here. Did you get value? Did you get value? Talk to me here. Hey, Wes, how can we perceive higher realms like abundant people? I just explained to Jonas, you have to be a master of the spirit world. You have to become a master of the mental world, okay? That means your thoughts. You got to become a master of the thoughts. Many of you have cluttered thoughts. You have this monkey mind. You can't focus on anything. You're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You got to take a moment, close your eyes one day and go into the closet, right? Go in your room, turn off the lights for five minutes. Just close your eyes and focus on the breathing here. That's the first step of reorganizing your thoughts. Okay? So only two realms that I'm aware of, the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm is what's responsible for the physical realm. Okay. Questions for me. Talk to me. Are you getting value here tonight? I need to see more loves and some likes. Talk to me here. I know this is gold. This is valuable. 
How many of you are going to listen to this again? Hey, Shanika, how are you? Okay. Like, can you imagine millions and millions of people listening to this rant? They are. See, let me share something with you. A lot of you see 84 people listening right now. I see 84 million people. That's what I see mentally. 84 million people are listening to this right now. Millions of downloads on this podcast right now. And you may say, no, West is only 84. No, it's 84 million mentally. Maybe physically you see 84, but I'm looking through my spirit eye because that's all the eyes that matter. The only that matter. Listen, the only eye that matters to me is the spirit eye. I don't care what's happening on the surface. I don't care when people tell me no. I don't care when people reject me. I don't see that. I don't even hear rejection. I hear yeses. When somebody tells me no, I hear yes. When somebody tells me no, I hear maybe. All the time. In business, no, you can't do that. I hear you can do that. Because I'm associated and I'm more connected to my spirit world. Because the spirit world will always, always override the physical world. Okay? What's next here? Questions here. Of course, Oprah's here. LeBron James is here. Kevin Hart is here. Money Mayweather is here. Uh, my girl, Kourtney Kardashian is here. Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian. They are here. You may say, where are they, Wes? They're right there. They're listening. They just haven't left a comment, but they're listening closely. Okay? You'll see. See, but the big issue with the masses is they got to see it before they believe it. And that's why you're average. That's why you're mediocre. Because you got to see it first with your physical eye. You say, well, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. If I don't see it, you're just being delusional. You don't get it. What are you talking about, Wes? You're being delusional. You're stupid. You're silly. And I'm like, okay. I guess you just have to see it. <laughs> All right, what's next here? Talk to me. Let me join Wes, King Corey, okay? Let's see if you got a question, my guy. Wait, wait, wait. King Corey, now listen, if you're going to go live with me, your lights must be on, okay? And you must have a question for me. You're not here to educate my audience. You're here to listen if you have a question about business, about what we talked about here tonight, okay? Hey, Marie, how are you? How can I stop smoking? Choose to. Nelson choose to understand the reason why you're smoking is because you feel pleasure. That's it. You feel pleasure in smoking. But I want you to think about it. Maybe it's not the smoking that you enjoy. Maybe it's just the the deep breaths that you're taking, right? Because when you smoke, you have to take a deep breath, right? <sighs> like to take a deep breath, it feels good. I mean, it feels really good. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not the smoke itself. Honestly, they did a research and they said, you know, is it is it that people love the smoke or is it because they're just taking deep breath and they just found that the people, they're enjoying the deep breaths more than the smoking. Because they had people that had cigarettes, but they weren't lit. And they took a deep breath as, as if they were smoking. And these people that did that, they felt that they were smoking. 
but they were just taking deep breaths. So try it, you know, take a cigarette, take whatever you're smoking weed. And before you light it, just take a deep breath with it. Just put it in your mouth, but don't light it. And just do that for one week and tell me how you feel. Like just pretend that you're smoking, but you're not actually lighting the cigarette or the weed up. But just put it in your mouth like you're doing. Just do it. Try it. Talk to me after seven days. What's next here? Love that view. You love it? I love it too. And I love you as well. What was your best moment this year, Wes? I don't know. You know, it's a good question. Uh, I guess my, my children growing up, daughter going to college and son, he's just maturing in so many different ways as well. And you. You know, I'm proud of all of you because you're still here. Questions for me here. Talk to me. Does anybody have any questions about the topic about hard work is for the poor, not for the rich? Hard work, listen, it's just for the poor people, man. Poor and average people, they're going to work for the rest of their lives. And there's no sense of working hard for the rest of your life, trying to make some money and not being able to enjoy it. It's just work. It's not hard work. It's just learning. The learning process That's all what it is. And if you're able to have some type of emotional intelligence around this process here for about five years, five to eight years, okay, you're going to find yourself on the top of that mountain. And guess who's at the top of that mountain? Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. And I'm going to be right there with a glass of ginger ale because I don't drink anymore. I don't drink at all. So I'll be drinking some ginger ale. You can have your wine, whatever you want, your mojito, mosquito. I'm going to toast, okay? And I'm looking forward to that day. Question here. Any more questions for me here? Just want to look here. I'm here to serve you here. When meditating for the first couple of times, how do you slow down your thoughts? Easy. You slow down the thoughts by focusing on the breathing. I would suggest to use a guided meditation. Go to YouTube, type in guided meditation. Just listen to a guided meditation, someone that's actually talking. This will allow your mind to focus on their voice. Now, in the moment, you'll focus on their voice, which means everything that they say, you would do naturally. And you would go deeper into a hypnotic trance. So start with guided meditations first, okay? Or you can get my course, The Genie Script. The Genie Script has a guided meditation. I do it. And this is what... People use that buy my product use to condition their mind for wealth and success. And you'll find that when you buy the product, the process of manifesting becomes very easier for you. Okay. I want you to realize that once you log into the Genie Script, you can go Google it, Genie Script. Um, manifesting becomes a very easy, simple process here. Okay. That you'll be aware of very quickly. How can someone finally break an unhealthy addiction to food? Yeah, so if you have an unhealthy addiction to food, understand why you eat those type of foods. You eat those type of foods because they feel good, especially the foods here in America. You know, they're just, you know, it's very, very saddening. It's very disappointing. 
The food here is not meant to be nutritious. It's meant to be addictive. Set to make you eat more of it over and over again. And the food here in America is meant to be created for you to feel good. Because that's what Americans want to do. Americans want to feel Americans want to feel good all the time, right? All the time. Feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good. Right? So that's what food, a lot of food here is meant for you to feel good. So they want to activate certain chemicals in your brain, dopamine, oxytocin, to make you feel good. And if you feel good, you become anchored to the food. So what you need to do is you need to change the anchor. So when you think about the food, you have to think about what that food is going to make you fat. The food is going to make you look very unattractive when you look at yourself naked in the mirror. And as you think about that, you may begin to anchor that every time you see food that you know is going to put weight on your stomach. When you eat it, it's going to put more weight on your stomach, your thighs, all around your body. That's going to make you very unattractive. And as a woman that asks me the question, you'll be very unattractive to men. Okay? Very unattractive. You'll be the last one that's going to be chosen. Right? Because no, many men are not going to approach you unless they just like big women. And a lot of men just don't like big women. It is what it is. Right? So if you think about that, if you anger that to the food, so the next time you eat that food, you think about that. Think about how unattractive it's going to make you if you continue to eat unhealthy food. Right? Because you're just going to get fatter and fatter. And bigger and bigger. And then you may get so big that you may start to smell. Okay, And you won't know that because, unfortunately, you're not able to smell yourself. But other people will smell you because of the fat. I've seen people like this. They're so big that they have smells. They're not desirable. Now, listen, I'm not saying this to be mean. But what I'm doing is psychological, right? Because every time you think about all the unhealthy food, you're going to think about the horrific smell that's going to come from your body. And you're going to think about how bigger and more attractive you become just because of your eating unhealthy food. And you may decide to stop right now in this moment here. Okay? What's next here? <clears throat> What's next here? In Thinker Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talks about his hard work never bringing riches. He talks about success. So, Wesley, can you define what you understand by success consciousness? Yeah, success consciousness is just how you think, right? First, you got to, you know, success itself has to be defined by the individual. But many people don't think about this. They just think about things, right? They just default to things. They have something that's called um, success blindness or uh, symptom blindness. Many people focus on the symptoms of success. Have a podcast. You may want to refer back to it. I talk about that many of you focus too much on the symptoms of sex, uh, sex, the symptoms of success. That means all the things that you get after you become successful. But we put no thoughts on the causes of success. So many people might see my cars. You know, when I drive my cars almost every day, somebody's like, oh, my God, man, how did you get that? I wouldn't be like, you, I wonder what you're doing. Put me on, put me on the team, whatever. You know, because they're only thinking about the symptoms of success. They're thinking about everything that I have, what I have. And... They put no thought on the cause, right? Because the cause of success is not sexy, obviously, right? Like the work ethic, the sacrifice, and all the stuff you got to do to do it. It's just not desirable. You know, the symptoms of success is sexy. It looks good. The man that has all the girls that you want, the cars, the homes, travel, whatever. Those are symptoms, man. But 
you must focus on the cause of success. Okay, so success has first has to be defined by you. You need to figure out how would you know that you are successful? Like how do you know? Like how much money do you need? What type of life do you need to live for you to feel successful? What's the greatest top traits uh, men to have? Um, men, traits for men. All men should have leadership traits. Okay? And I'm not talking about leading other people. I'm talking about leading yourself. Every man, one of the qualities is, men, write this down, please. Women, you can go ahead and depart if you like to. But men, you have to have the ability to lead yourself. Let me go deeper for you. Leading yourself means that you have to have the ability to tell yourself that you're going to do something and you actually do it. Whether it's working out, making your bed, working on your business, separating from the world, blocking this person, telling the girl no, whatever. You have to have the power to lead yourself. That means when you tell yourself you're going to do something, you do it. No excuse. It's one. Leadership. Over yourself. Not other people. Over you. Okay? Two, belief in yourself. Right? Some might call this confidence, self-esteem, whatever. But you have to find a way to believe in yourself. Honestly. You got to believe that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You just got to believe it. Okay? Which means is you don't necessarily need any validation or any type of um, reasoning on why you believe what you believe. You just got to believe it. Make sense? Many people, they ask me, oh, how do I believe more in myself? How do I believe? Like it's no, this is not any secret. It's not a puzzle. The people that have a very difficult time believing in themselves, I tell them, I say, well, you know what? I want you to act like you believe in yourself. Pretend. Like, pretend that you believe in yourself. Pretend that you can do all things. Pretend that you can do anything you ever wanted to do. How would you act? How would you behave? And I want you to pretend like that and pretend until... I, I want you to pretend that way and to become, until it becomes your normal. And people can pretend all day long because people pretend they're miserable when they're not. They act like they just, they act like everything's over. Oh, my life is over. And two two days later, they're like, oh, yeah, nah, I'm good. Right? So you can pretend. For everybody that has this struggle with belief and confidence, just pretend you got it. Just act like it. Be a good actor or actress. Just act like you're confident. Right? That's what most people do anyway. So just, just act that way. Like, we're all actors to some extent anyway. Just act. Act like the person you want to be. Another trait that all men should have, discipline. Discipline. That means, you know, discipline is just having the ability to compel yourself to do something even though you don't want to do it. Like maybe you don't want to go work out today. Because you're tired. But you go do it anyway. Maybe you worked all day. And maybe when you got home, you don't want to work in the business. But you do it anyway. That's discipline. Discipline is compelling yourself. Kind of combined with leadership. 
It's compelling yourself to do something that you don't want to or feel like doing. That's it. That's what discipline is. When people say, well, that guy has self-discipline, I mean that he's able to do something regardless of what's trying to pull him or her away from what needs to be done. Okay? So I would say start with those first. Men, you know, leadership, discipline. And I can't remember the other one. Any more questions for me before I let you go? Just want to check here. Did everybody get value here tonight? Just want to make sure I serve you here. How can I have a private session with you? Well, Queen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very expensive. I mean, unless you want to go live with me right now, we can go live. But I don't do private sessions. My private session costs $50,000 and not a penny less. Okay. Not a penny less. It's my rate. Somebody on YouTube, people, they pay me money to do YouTube videos. And, you know, my rate for YouTube is like 10000 per video. And this guy want to give me $5,000. i am like, no, I don't want 5000 It's 10000 And he was like, oh, it's your loss. It's not my loss. It's not worth for me to do a video for 10 minutes for $5,000. 10000 right? I just know my value. That's it. That's the only reason why I decline it because my value is my time, you know. It's more important than the money for me. What's next here? Wes, can you go a little deeper into your work process? Throughout the day, how do you work? To what ratio of time do you spend working on your thoughts and feeling versus your actions? Well, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm always learning, man. I mean, honestly. I'm always learning. Like I could tell you what I did today. So I went to the gym, obviously. I got the best workout of my life, man. My works have been so stellar these days. Wait till you guys see my body and how it's progressing here. But um, yeah, when I when I drive home, I'm listening to some type of learning mechanisms. Like I was listening to interactive English, so I'm learning new words. I'm always learning new words. Or I'm always listening to great speakers or listening to neuroscientists and behavioral scientists and PhDs and Harvard people all the time on YouTube, right? All the time, folks. So when I do that, I get home, I eat, and then I work. Like I'm working on several projects right now, whether I'm managing a project or I'm looking at my funnel, like we're hiring people. So I just do a whole lot of little different tasks, whatever. Uh, and I meditate. I meditate several times a day, every day. And the key is just to have structure, you know. And the key, <clears throat> another key is just to have a routine, have rituals. And I stick to them. And I'm telling you, if you get yourself a ritual or routine, life just becomes so fun and easy, right? Because you know exactly what to do and you know what to expect, but make sure your rituals and your routine is aligned with the person that you want to become. Like some of your routines is to drink and smoke. <coughs> or to be lazy and bullshit all day. I'll play video games and watch sports on TV. Well, I'm not sure if that's going to be conducive to your success. Right? So I do things that's going to be 
that's going to add some type of value to my quality of life. Makes sense. Took one advice and created a digital good, but how to sell it? These stores are expensive for a beginner. Any recommended platforms? Digital store, ClickBank. That's what I recommend. If the others use you and are your money, give you the ability to go away, but your success is not sure because you are alone and you don't know if you will be in a better situation, what would you do? What if you, if the others use you and your all money give you the ability? I don't understand the question, Timo. <clears throat> the English is not, I don't understand it. Maybe write it again. Or if you're not, if English is not your first language, folks, just go go to Google Translate and Google Translate to do it for you. Okay. Any more questions for me, I guess? That is it. Okay, that is it. So when starting a new business, I should not drop my prices to gain customers. Or am I killing my worth? No, I would say raise your prices, but I would say test. You know, the great thing about the internet, you can test price. And you just check and you just see what the average order value is. That's what's important. How much money does a person spend, right? That's it. And what the CPA is, which is called the cost per acquisition. Thank you guys so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for spending some time here on The Rant. This is the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. You can find us syndicated all over the internet here. Um, just go to google.com, type in Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast, and you'll be able to get access to Apple Music, Spotify, AHA Radio, Apple Music, Amazon Music. We're everywhere. Listen, um, success, if that's what you want, you must condition your mind for success. And to condition your mind, you must listen to those people who are successful continually, consistently. It's what I've done. It's what I continue to do here today. I don't hang around losers. If you hang around losers, you will be a loser. Listen, you will be a loser. If you hang around a person that don't have much, eventually you won't have much as well. So if you want to be rich, hang around rich people. We want to be winners. Hang around those winners, right? So listen to the podcast here. And if you want access to my manifestation course, which is right now the number one course, knock on wood here, the number one course in the manifestation uh, niche on the planet right now and just type in genie script the genie like genie in the bottle sorry i don't know that one. Oh my god it's me uh genie script search it in google okay and gives access to it right now hey i love you guys this is wesley billion dollar virgin much love and let's go